on this week's episode of Beauty and Bloom podcast. I remember having to leave Ohio with just a bag of clothes, go back home with my mom, with my daughter, and we were both staying in the same room. I remember feeling ashamed mm-hmm. too, and then my mom took me out to lunch and she was just like, to remember who you were before the baby, before you left, remember who that person is. That gave me all the more power to fight and get myself out of that rut. your host. Hey, hey, what's up, y'all? It's your girl, Kamia, and you are tuned in to another episode of Beauty and Bloom Podcast. So thank you so much for coming and hanging out this week. I hope that you had a great weekend. If it wasn't restful, maybe it was turned up, whatever your weekend was. I hope that your mind is ready for this next week. I'm telling you, this episode is such a great episode because Our next guest is going to really help us understand the importance of seeing our low moments as an opportunity, a setup for something greater. And so without further ado, I'm not going to keep you too long. We're going to get right into it. Our next guest is an amazing woman who is not just a dynamic mother, but she is a dynamic businesswoman who is taking over the industry of real estate. She is not only a million dollar producer, but she has already been nominated as Realtor of the Year. And she has also been a feature agent as well as a sales leader several times. And the crazy thing about all of that is it does not fully tell you all of Danielle's success and accolades as a realtor. Thank you so much, Danielle Coleman, for being here. How you doing? Ah, oh, thank you so much. That is such a great introduction. Oh my goodness! And man, just want to say thank you again. Um, I truly believe that God placed this on your heart for a reason, mm-hmm. and I just want to thank you for giving me the platform to share my story. Um, and hopefully, it inspires somebody. And I think you're doing amazing things in this podcast. So I truly appreciate you. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. And I thank you so much again for telling your story is is not always the most comfortable thing to do. It takes a whole lot of courage to share your story with people. You don't know whose ears are going to hear it, but I commend you for saying yes. Um, I know that you're not a stranger of empowering and encouraging women. And I've been a recipient of your encouragement and your empowering. So thank you, Danielle. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And real quick, I just want to shout out. Danielle just had a birthday not too long ago. So we want to shout out Danielle. <laughs> it's 33. <laughs> 33. <laughs> oh, so you and your Jesus year. I know. So it's funny because uh, my birthday is 111 of wow, uh, uh-huh. 2022 and I turned 33. So those wow. were some powerful numbers for me this mm-hmm. year. <laughs> oh, yes. Well, I hope that this year brings you all the awards. I hope that oh, <laughs> the nominations <laughs> are not just nominations, that you are the recipient of these awards. I'm trusting that you're going to have some great things happen with you in this uh this new chapter of 33. So enjoy chapter 33. I'm embracing it. Yes. (laughs) So as you know, with Beauty and Bloom podcast, we value sharing stories, sharing real stories from women. Um, One of the things that you mentioned earlier before we started to record is you made mention of how we live in such a filtered society. Mm -hmm. Everything is filtered. Our lives have to look perfect Everything I I described it to one of my friends as we start at A and we have the vision and the vision is Z. But when you get on Instagram, all you see is Z, 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 Z. Perfection. (laughs) And that's not how life is. I just want to start off by asking you a little bit about uh, your story. So you're from Chicago, right? Yes, I'm actually originally from Chicago. Okay. I um, moved to Indiana just to go to college. So what I thought <laughs> it was just to go to IUPUI. Mm, <laughs> yes. Okay. 
It has a way of like changing up your whole plans and now. It did, it did, it did. And then, and from IUPUI, I actually moved to Ohio, hence the uh, 513 area code. Um, and then life brought me back to Indy. <laughs> um, so it was kind of a full circle. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so funny that um, when we were talking earlier about just this filter life, I remember um, being on social media and one of my high school friends that we were really good friends in high school and just life, you know, we kind of uh, lost track, but thankful to social media, we were able to reconnect. And she had told me how proud she was of me. And it was in that moment Mm. that I realized that I'm like, man, like people are really like looking up to me and kind of thinking that, you know, I'm this inspiration and Mm -hmm. I'm just so well put together. But um, just being on that phone conversation with her, I I really told her, I was like, listen, you know, I um, have been through things too. Mm. And it was a, a, a quote that really had resonated with me about rock bottom being a great foundation for me to rebuild my life. And it was in that moment that I had came up with that when I was talking with her, because, you know, I don't necessarily share, you know, my darkest, deepest moments and darkest, deepest secrets. But uh, with her, I was very vulnerable with her because, you know, I'm always super transparent in whatever I do. And I don't want people to just see the filter, you know, success. I want them to know that, you know, it was a lot of hard work uh, that brought me to this point um, for even people even considering me to be successful and even going so far as to say they're very proud of me. Mm -hmm. So I love that you made mention of that quote and that experience and even a conversation gave you that profound wisdom to share that because... Mm -hmm. Rock bottom for a lot of people is just where they stay. And, know. you know, it, because it, it it can get hard to try and push it and trying to pull yourself out of this space. And so how did you get to a point of saying, you know what, rock bottom is not a place that I make my bed and that I get comfortable. Do you recall that time where you said, yeah. let me start putting some stuff in motion? Yeah, I do. I, I, I remember the time uh, very, very clear. <laughs> Um, Because it wasn't that long ago. Okay, so I graduated from IUPUI, and that was in 2013. I actually graduated with a bachelor's in psychology. Was dating this guy from high school. Uh, We graduated college together, and we both decided to make that move to Ohio. And so in that moment, we were creating this beautiful life together. We had this daughter. Both of us had kind of amazing careers. And you couldn't have told me that I wasn't going to be married. I wasn't going to have a bunch of babies, that I wasn't going to excel at enterprise holdings at the time. You couldn't have told me anything different. You know, God has a funny way of showing up in your life. And that situation ended up not serving me anymore. Mm -hmm. And I remember my mom having to come and pick me up. So after I had my daughter... Uh, she moved a little bit closer because I am originally from Chicago and she was in Indy. And I remember having to leave Ohio with just a bag of clothes mm. and go back home with my mom, with my daughter. And we were both staying in the same room. Um, and in that room, we were in the dark and she was sleeping. We were both sharing a bed. Um, and I just remember feeling defeated I remember feeling ashamed. Mm -hmm. Um, I just remember all these bad emotions um, that just kept going and replaying in my head. And um, even though Indy was not an unfamiliar place to me, it was a place to where I had a bunch of happy memories, but being back in that current state, I was so ashamed that I didn't even tell people I was back. I was more ashamed of why. Um, I had bet it, put all the cards in uh, one basket. And um, yeah, I was just ashamed that it didn't work out and that um, I was now figuring out how to co-parent from a whole different city and state and having to kind of rebuild my whole life. I was like, I didn't have an apartment. I barely had a car. The car that I did have, it was like literally point A to point B, maybe a C, you know, really not really a C car. (laughs) Um, And I didn't have a job at the time. And so I had to ask for, um, you know, enterprise to, that's where I was working in Ohio to see if they can find a position for me in Indy. 
Um, and I was at my mom's home in a room sharing it with my one-year-old daughter. And so I was really ashamed of my situation. Just, I was hurt. I was really hurt. And I did stay in my funk, to be honest, for maybe a month or two. And then my mom, she literally took me out to lunch and she was just like, um, you have to remember who you were um, before the baby, before you left and you went out to college. Like, remember who that person is because she's still in there. And so that conversation really resonated with me. Ooh, <laughs> mama. I know it really resonated with me. And so I just started doing little small stuff. I went back to the church um, that I was a member for m- member at um, in 2008. It was a new direction. Pastor Kenneth Sullivan Jr. I still go there. Mm-hmm. And I slowly started calling some friends and letting them know I was back. And I slowly started sharing my story. And it was amazing because these were the people that knew me before I left. Mm. They knew me in college and they helped me remember who I was. And that's why I say just being around people and being others, we were all put on this earth to help one another. They inspired me and poured into me and constantly reminded me that I'm going to get through it. I'm going to make it and that they're not going to judge me about it. But God has something different for me. Mm-hmm. And that was really all I needed to help me rebuild a foundation to go ahead and get the OK to change my life around. Mom took you to breakfast. she took you out <laughs> breakfast. OK, I'm going to say whatever meal it was. It was, she definitely served you the truth. She and it did. just goes to show how it's really important when you going through those rock bottom moments that you still have connections to the right people, to people who never forgot who you were, to people who will put that mirror in front of you and say, hey, you're allowing this situation to yeah. define you. You're allowing this situation to almost tell you what your life is and what it will be. And and that's not what it is. It's who you are that can help you come out of that place. So I love that. And I love that you got to a place of calling friends and sharing your story, because I can imagine even in doing that, it just, like you said, it just, it was better than you even thought. Like they probably released you so much. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And there was no judgment there. I was more so, like I said, I was shamed and and you can easily stay in your own rut if you allow yourself to stay there. I'm going to tell you that now, but uh, it was like, we never skipped a beat. Mm -hmm. Kind of like when I was speaking with my friend on the phone, Um, that I ain't spoke to in years in high school. It was like, you just picked up where you left off. Mm -hmm. And I needed that. I really did need that at the time because, I mean, I was just not okay. (laughs) I was not okay. (laughs) So we we were together and we had built that life together um, for a while. When my daughter turned one, that is when we ended up having to part ways, which is in 2015. What were you feeling as far as being a mother at that point? Now it's like, okay, I'm a mom. I am 20 something. I'm trying to figure out my life. I'm back at home with my mom. What I what I was looking forward to working didn't work. What is it that I want to teach my daughter? What type of mother do I want to be? And how is it that I feel those shoes? Pain. And the difficulty that comes with trying to figure out being a parent, trying to figure out being an adult, trying to figure out what your career, like everything. (laughs) But it's only fair to say, you know what? I don't understand what that's like. But what I do know is I know what it feels like to be defeated, not Mm -hmm. as a single mom. So where were you in that place and showing up and being trying to be the best mom for your little pretty baby. Just trying to gather all of my thoughts together. But only the word that I can think of at the time was is that I'm a very spiritual person. So mm-hmm. I, I prayed a lot and really um, God and Sarah Jakes Roberts okay. and all those motivational <laughs> um, YouTube videos got me out of a funk. But I remember <laughs> God speaking to me and saying legacy. And so when my daughter looked at me, Um, and as young as she was, all I could think about was the word legacy. And so at that moment, I decided to give her 
a legacy that was worth passing down. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm a firm believer to eventually one day, you know, passing the baton and whatever race I have ran in my life is definitely going to prepare my daughter, my offsprings coming after me. And so I always had this envision in my head, even when I had her and she was in my belly, is that uh, my name, Daniel Coleman, I wanted to mean something to mm-hmm. where they like, was that your mom? Is Daniel Coleman your mother? And her, she could be like, yeah. And they were like, hey, we didn't have an opportunity for you, but now we do. She was an amazing person. And so from that moment when I was just praying and I was taking care of her, being a new mom and just trying to adjust to this new normal um, and getting, picking myself up every day, I was like, what type of a legacy am I going to leave her? And really, that gave me all the more power to fight and get Mm -hmm. myself out of that rut. And so I did, you know, do some things as far as calling a job, you know, and working jobs that I really didn't want to do because um, at the end of the day, taking care of her and making sure that she was the top priority was the most important thing to me Mm -hmm. at that time. And still to this day, mm-hmm. making sure that she has something to where, you know, it's worth me passing the baton and her finishing the race and being a little bit more further along than, you know, where she is now. Nice. So how long did you end up staying? How long did you end up staying with your mom um, <laughs> before, you know, we started to... <laughs> One day is enough, but I ended up, so, okay, we were there till she was two. Okay, Okay. so we got there when she was one. We stayed a whole year, and it felt like a decade, I'm going to tell you (laughs) that now. But we stayed a whole year for me to just save up some money and get on my feet, you know, and having this newborn kid. And um, at two... I remember because I had slowly started, you know, picking myself up, going around to my normal friends, getting my hair done with my stylist um, that I used to get my hair done with in college, Ashley Pipes. Mm -hmm. And she was just such an inspiration. She owns her own salon. She's amazing. And I remember getting my apartment and I was finally like, yay, we got our own apartment. You know, I still got this putt-putt car, but whatever, you know, it's, it's still chuckling along. And her pouring into me saying, but you can do better. And I was like, what? She was like, do you own a home? And I was like, no, I literally just got an apartment. (laughs) So we literally just moved out of my mom's apartment. And she was just like, well, um, I know you had spoke to me about, you know, legacy and a home is something that you need to be able to pass down to your daughter. So I didn't even phantom or even think I could own a home. Um, that wasn't even a thought. I was a single woman. I'm like, there's no way. Well, who's going to cut the grass? You know, just thinking about stuff that doesn't even matter. Um, but she continuously did my hair and would not let up on the fact that I needed to own a home. So I started looking into it. She put, she put a bug in my head. And I forever am indebted to her because she changed my life. Mm -hmm. Um, I did, when Aaliyah turned three, I closed on my home. And that was the start of, you know, what is this whole entity that I knew nothing about because my parents didn't own a home. I was the first generation to go to college. I'm the first generation to own my home. Um, I mean, it's a whole nother world that I knew nothing about. And so once I purchased my home, I went to sleep and I thought about real estate. I woke up and I thought about real estate and little do she know, and I remind her every day, I write her notes and stuff. She she really changed my life and she helped me get into a path to where I'm now a realtor and I love what I do. And it, it is all owed to this woman that just told me I could do it. That's so awesome. Okay, so you were 27. Got your first first home. Yes, yes. Um, 27, bought my first house. Uh, Been here for four years, uh, four or five years. And she really impacted my life for the better. So I remember going to work and real estate still being on my head at the time. I'm still at Enterprise. 
and it's still being heavy on my heart. And I tell people all the time, whatever you don't feed is going to slowly go away. So I started researching uh, what real estate is. I went on social media and I uh, reached out to about five or six different real estate agents that to me look super successful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I asked to take them out to coffee because doing my research, I did realize that realtors were busy because that kept coming up a lot. And so I was like, listen, give me 20 minutes of your time. I'm going to buy you a cup of coffee. You tell me what your coffee order is. I got these 10 questions that I just want to ask you real quick. If I could please just have 20 minutes of your time. And mostly all of them were receptive, but it was this one woman that stuck out like a sore thumb. And I don't know if she was trying to scare me or what you have it, but she did not sugarcoat this career at all. She was like, long days, long hours. (laughs) This is the career not for the faint at heart. And I love this woman's spirit to this day. uh, Rochelle Perkins has been my mentor in this business. And we really kind of hit it off. And like I told her, I was like, dude, I don't know if you were trying to scare me or what, but you really gave me fire to dive headfirst into this career. Um, So after that conversation with her, I went ahead and I got my real estate license. And now my daughter is four and I'm looking her in the eyes and I'm like, I'm about to quit my job. (laughs) and I'm going to go headfirst into this. And people always ask me, they're like, you know, what gave you the strength to even, you know, go and quit your job, especially you just bought a house. I got a new car finally at that time. (laughs) And so I had all these expenses that were kind of piling up that, you know, my daughter depended on me to pay each and every month. And I remember praying and saying, God, that if you allow me to do this, then I'm gonna make you my business partner. Nothing I'm gonna do is going to happen unless it goes through you first. It's a God and he literally gave me a sign. He was like, today's the last day, Danielle. You need to go ahead, put in your two-week notice. Yep. And just go ahead and tell him that, you know, you're you're gone and you're going to pursue your real estate career. Because for the longest, I tried to do both. I tried to be a, a realtor in the evening time. And then I tried to do my corporate job in the morning time. But um, just a lot of prayer um, and being in alignment. And that's why I tell people all the time, you got to be in alignment. Um, and not going too fast to when you're ready. Because if I would have immediately, when I got my license, went and dived and quit my job, it wasn't the time yet. Mm-hmm. It was still some things that I had to put in place. Um, even stuff as little as insurance, even stuff as little as savings before I decided to be comfortable enough to even ask God for permission to go ahead and become an entrepreneur full time and dive into real estate. It almost sounds like the alignment is also preparing and it's Mm -hmm. taking that calculated risk. And I love that you made this decision to take a leap of faith. A lot of people don't understand that and they don't support it because (laughs) when you don't understand something, it is very much so sometimes hard for folks to support. Did you share that you were about to quit your job with anybody? Yes, and I... I didn't get any support except for from my mom. Yes. <laughs> um, everybody thought I was crazy. So at Enterprise, great company. And I keep um, referring to them because they tr- they really taught me how to run a business from the ground up. Like, And I'm forever indebted to them, um, forever. But um, I was getting family discounts on cars, you know, like everybody's yes. seeing all my success and I'm getting all these awards at this, um, corporate job and it just was not the norm. So first person in your family to go to college, first person, um, in your family to buy a house. Now I'm the first person in my family to be self-employed. Oh, they were just thinking that I'd have lost my mind. <laughs> like, Who do you like, think you are? Yeah, exactly. And, and, and I remember, um, you know, after I got permission with God and I, I literally put my two weeks in, but I did call my mom um, because she has been the biggest support system that I've had. And I remember telling her like, hey, you know, I just put my two weeks in and I'm about to quit my job. Um, and I was like, I'm about to do this real estate thing full time and I'm really going to put my all into it. And then she really was like, you know what, Danielle? Whatever you put into it is what you're going to get out of it. So if that's what you want to do, I support you. 
And really, I only needed one person, <laughs> you know, because God had already gave me the green light. So no matter what my auntie said, what my brother and the sister said, I didn't care what they said. Mama said that it was okay, and she got I got her support. So that's all oh, I need. Mama for the win right now. She she took you to breakfast, got you together. <laughs> <laughs> and Man. then she supported this leap of faith that does not make sense oh my goodness I have quit a job before and I was too afraid to tell my parents <laughs> I was like I ain't telling I'm not telling them they're not going to understand they're going to talk me out of this and what you said is I only needed permission from one person yeah and when you get that permission you got to just go ahead and take that leap so I love that being the first, 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 college, having your own home, um, a business, quitting your job. And, and, and so that's a lot to be the first. And, and when you are the first, sometimes people can look at you like who you think you are, and it can be a little heavy. It can feel like kind of burdensome and carrying all of this and doing, I'm trying to be successful. I'm trying to do this for uh, I'm trying to leave a legacy where my daughter can be proud of. And I want to make, obviously, you know, a name for myself and make my family proud as well. But being the first, 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 how did you deal with the pressure of? I'm not I'm not going to lie to you and say it was easy. Um, but what I do do is I stay prayed up. So mm-hmm. I really stay in alignment with God. And I'll say this again, because I I swear the Bible is one of the greatest books that I've ever read, but I remember it literally coming to me on my knees, like in my prayer closet. And it said, Danielle, um, one person's obedience is tied to so many people's destiny. Mm -hmm. Um, So me being obedient to even God saying like, hey, you are supposed to go to college. Like, hey, you are supposed to own your home. Hey, you are supposed to be a realtor. The amount of people that I touched, even in my family, I helped my mom purchase her very first home last year. Um, I helped my cousin purchase his home this year. It It Beautiful. is tied to so many people's destiny that I think me not doing it would have been more devastating than the pressure that I have faced from just the naysayers and the people that they honestly just have never seen it before. So that's why they were skeptical. And so I took even my aunts and stuff, almost, you know, fear. And I didn't project that on my life. I'm like, you know what? They just, they don't know because they never seen it done, but that doesn't make it impossible. Right. And so when you're dealing with that, on top of you know the stress and the pressure of trying to make sure that this thing uh, is successful and I don't screw up because there's so many people looking at me, um, you have to have a good faith base because that is the only way you're gonna get through it. And not only that, you gotta keep people around you to where even though I was the first person in my family, I surrounded myself with um, like Rochelle Perkins, with Regina Jones, with all these other amazing people that they weren't the first. And I, I literally had seen people be successful in this career. I've literally seen people do it to where I'm like, I'm no different than them. You know, I'm just the first in my family to do it, but it's being done each and every day. And I'm a witness to it because I see it. This, again, is is so much of you having confidence in yourself, your ability, and you betting on yourself, especially transitioning to a career that is is new to you, you know, and you know what you possess. You know, I, I listen, I have value. I don't care if I'm day one or day 90 in this. I have value. I'm walking into this room with confidence. And so I, I see that that is... It's a part of who you are. And I wonder, did, were you always a confident person or was it something that you had to develop and really build and refine over, over time and over the years, especially getting into a field that has you constantly connecting and in, in, in communication with people? No, yeah, it's definitely something that was developed. Um, I'm still developing it. Um, I just, um, and I read a lot of books too. And I uh, remember reading this book. I I think it was called The Go-Giver. And he really made himself 
uncomfortable um, because in his comfort zone, he realized that he wasn't able to grow. And so when I was reading this book years and years ago, um, I remember just saying that, you know what, Danielle, if I'm going to do this thing called life, then I'm going to make sure that I'm continuously growing. And me growing is me putting myself in uncomfortable situations and seeing what can sprout out of that. And so growing up as a kid, um, even people in high school, they'll tell you, even still to this day, I'm still very shy, which is kind of crazy, <laughs> that I have been the same exact person in my personality this whole entire time. And reputation definitely stands the test of time to where, you know, I might be uncomfortable giving a speech, but I'm dang sure gonna try my best and I'm gonna get up on that stage and I'm gonna do it. Um, and that just has been the course and the trajectory of my life, just making myself uncomfortable because in my comfort zone, nothing has happened to me greater than me putting myself out of it. You just keep dropping so many gems. Like I'm over here. <laughs> I have my pen and I'm jotting stuff down as you're talking, but you're dropping so many gems. When you... You, you seem to be also very strategic too. I like how yes. you were mindful of the workload of other realtors and other people in the business where you say, you know what? Let me be ahead a, a of, of it all. I'm going to make sure I know what they want me to order. I'm going to make sure I already have my questions and stuff together. So when you walk into your room, the office, into a space with new clients what is the most important thing that you want people to know about you when you walk into that space? Yeah, and even when you had brought up that, you know, I made sure that I um, had everything in order by the time they get there, uh, these realtors that I had interviewed, I just wanted people to know that I valued their time. Mm -hmm. And so even in this business and going back to what I've learned so far was that um, being a good person um, and making sure that you value people and not just people, but their time has really taken me a long way. So when people come in and I get new clients, I always let them know like, hey, this is what I promised to you. Um, and I think I developed that, well, I know I developed it from just me being in corporate America and seeing how a successful business was ran. And it was, it was three things that they always used to say, you know, you open and close when you say you're going to open and close. Um, every card that somebody reserves, you make sure that they have it out there and treat everybody as if it was their first time doing it. And so um, just carrying those things along with me and making sure that everybody knows that when they come to me, that the level of service and attention to detail that I'm going to make sure that they have is, is the most important thing to me because people are the reason why I have been so successful. And I really believe that if you take care of people, that profits is gonna follow, right? Um, not a lot of people put people before profits, but I am a person to where I wanna invest in people. I'm invested in the, not the transaction, but in the person. And I tell all my clients that I'm like, hey, like I know that this is your first house if it is your first house, but I wanna be there when you wanna open up a business. I wanna be there when you wanna buy your next house. I wanna be there when you wanna downsize because I'm invested in you, right? And I wanna grow together. And I understood where I was when I came in this business as a rookie and that my clientele was gonna be kind of similar to me. They're gonna be first time home buyers, first time home sellers. And I want them to know that I, want you to give me grace because I'm still learning and I'm still growing, but I also am going to make sure that I take care of you and that I'm going to be invested in you in the long term. I must, I must say, I do know someone who mm. had an amazing experience working with you 
And I know that she is happy in her home. And and I had an opportunity to go on a couple of showings too with you. So Mm -hmm. I saw you in action and you definitely take the time to explain, to take the time to make sure that the client is happy, to make sure that you have quality to show them that you Mm -hmm. are not wasting people's time with something that you know that they don't want. So I got a chance to see that. And I just really wanted to say that because I'm sure that there's somebody out there who who's needing a realtor exactly. okay <laughs> so we'll make sure they get all that information but I love that because I it makes me think about buying a home is such a huge deal and I mean I'm sure the stakes are high emotions are high and it's a process too so uh, can you tell me about a time where you've had a client that has just touched your heart. So all my clients are amazing. (laughs) They they are all amazing in their own way, shape, or form. I was actually talking to a client this morning, um, just amazing um, within itself. But if I had to pinpoint one that really changed my life, I I would have to say it was uh, Miss Tawana Dixon. And so... She was such an amazing spirit. Uh, She actually adopted me as her niece um, after we ended up closing our transaction. Um, But just a a soft, gentle spirit, just super supportive. And each and every time I seen her, she always had a smile on her face. Uh, She was a first time home buyer. And I just remember closing the transaction with her after we had a very long journey, Um, just a very long journey. She had some challenges that she had to go through within the transaction, but we ended up getting her closed out. And I just remember her crying at the closing table. Heck, I was crying uh, because it was just, we, we had knew how far we had come. We ended up going out to lunch afterwards and just her letting me know that I'm a part of the family and that she was going to invite me over for Thanksgiving. And um, Miss Tawana Dixon ended up passing away. She hadn't been into her home uh, for a few months before she ended up uh, passing away. But she touched my heart because she did everything I had asked her to do. And she was purchasing the home, just going back to that term for legacy, um, because she wanted to show her children that, hey, you know, it's not too late for me to purchase a home and I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to set the tone first. But she ended up writing in her will that, you know, the home is going to be passed down to her daughter. And I was just so blown away by her spirit. I was so blown away that she did things in order and she has forever just stayed with me and her kids. You know, I have a good relationship with them. But it brought me great joy to know that she purchased this home and that now our kids have something, you know, and, and that's legacy. And so that she she will forever stay with me and forever touch have touched my heart because she was just such an amazing person. That is so beautiful. First, of course, you know, her rest her soul, but mm-hmm. that is so touching to mm-hmm. hear the impact. And it just goes to show the fruit and the reward that comes from the work that you do. What you do when helping someone buy a home, whether it's their first, second, third, whatever it is, that you working with them during that time, it literally can outlive them. It does. And yeah. it outlives mm-hmm. them. It's like this moment, this work that I'm doing right now, legacy. Oh my gosh, when you say legacy, I'm just like, I had to put myself on mute over here because I'm like, she is so annoying because that just goes to show it is legacy really on both ends. It's legacy on your end and what Mm -hmm. you're doing, because as long as that name, as long as that family has this home, they'll always remember how it came about and you're forever connected to them in that way. That home is still always connected to the beautiful woman that she was and then the beautiful woman that she worked with you as her realtor and getting her that home. So beautiful to show the the reward 
of right. being in this business. I do hope that you have many more experiences where people just taking you in. Do you get that a lot of times? I, I do. I do get that a lot. Um, <laughs> I do get that a lot. Me and actually my lender, we get invited to a lot of family barbecues, um, a lot of family dinners. And to be honest, like that's how I wouldn't have it any other way. Mm-hmm. And, and I tell people all the time, I was like, listen, once I become your realtor, we locked in for life. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> we locked in. Um, and, and to be honest, that is another reason why I got into this business, because um, it was a gap between me and my realtor. Right. The education piece really wasn't there, but um, he definitely got the job done. However, it wasn't somebody that took on a role as a teacher. And so that's what I really pride myself on is to, you know, I know information changes people's situations because it definitely changed my situation. And so just making sure that, you know, I want to be, you know, the resource for you to if you need to know something, I want to make sure that I share it with you because information will definitely change anybody's situation. And in all the success that you have, being a multi-million dollar producer and you are in year three no coming up on year three (laughs) can you please pull out your list of accomplishments so year three okay so here we are year three what are some of the proudest moments and some of the most amazing accomplishments that you have had since you have been in real estate there has been a lot Um, and I am still in awe and there's a lot of people and a lot of realtors that are just really proud of me. Um, but I, I cannot, let me first say that I have a lot of good mentors in this business. And if you are wanting to take any type of leap of faith, that it is very important and critical that you have that mentorship and that support, um, because that is the only way that I have been able to accomplish as much as that I have been. Um, but I have been um, top sales leader. I have been nominated for the Denver Hut Rising Star Award. I have been nominated for Realtor of the Year. I have been a featured agent um, on several magazines. Um, I have been a part of um, amazing podcasts. And then I'm also inducted into the Real Estate Leadership Academy that they only take 17 of those recipients um, out of our 9,000 agents here in Indianapolis. I have had great success in this short amount of time that I've been doing this on top of, um, like I said, being the sales leader and selling a million dollars in real estate. Bravo, bravo, bravo. That is so absolutely amazing. Um, Congratulations for all of your success. I am so happy that I've been able to have this conversation with you. And I'm so happy to know you. I'm so happy to know you. Thank you. I know that you also do some events sometimes. Yes. You have events. It's called Coffee and Conversations, right? Tell us a little bit about Coffee and Conversations and who it's for. So I, like I said, when I first started into this career, I realized who the people um, of my sphere was, which is the people I wanted to target, which were first-time home buyers, a lot of people that kind of were like me that may not know that home ownership is possible. Say is that being a homeowner has definitely changed my life. It has allowed me to have great equity. It has allowed me to pass down some generational wealth and to own me a piece of land. So I told God that, you know, I will forever um, do a buyer seminar, just giving people free information. Mm. Um, Because when I was looking for a home, there wasn't a lot of free information that kind of was like geared towards you owning a home as a first time home buyer. I kind of had to keep seeking it out. And every time you would seek it out, it was like somebody kind of wanted something (laughs) in return, whether it was monetary or whatever you have it. But Coffee and Conversations is a platform that I created since day one, being a real estate agent. I had been doing it since I started this career um, almost three years ago. And it's geared towards 
first time home buyers and just giving them information about home ownership um, is going to go through the whole entire process. And that seminar is really for anyone that may just want some information and it's if you have bad credit, if you don't have credit at all, if you just want to learn just more about the process, what you need for savings, how do you get a loan, mm. it's really just geared towards just giving people the information and it's free. All you have to do is register. I do it each and every month. If you go on Eventbrite, it's called Coffee and Conversation. We do have one um, that we're doing because I partner with the lender to make sure that um, we're able to tackle any questions that you might have. We've done it virtually and we've done it in person. And it has been amazing at the people that have come out of that Coffee and Conversations program and learn about home ownership and how me being able to start with them from the beginning and put them in their first home. And to be honest, that has brought me my most joy is to really taking somebody underneath my wing and saying, hey, you can do this and let me show you how. It's usually you there as the realtor. And do you have a lender there? Yes, there is always a lender there. And it's always my favorite lender. And just like you said, um, she gets invited to the family barbecues too. Miss um, <laughs> Angela Mormon, uh, she's with Chase Bank. Um, but she's like mama bear there. And she's been doing it for 25 years. And so to have her as an amazing partner, um, it is whatever I don't know, she's already done, done it, done did it and knows about it and can guide me through it. So to partner with her is with a blessing within itself because she definitely keeps me all together and she has the knowledge and wisdom that is way more far and beyond than my tenure in my three-year career. So coffee conversations, the location is generally the same, right? The in-person yes, is always location. the same. The okay. in-person, and it's going to be in-person, God willing, with this weather. <laughs> so if you register, if you register for it, um, it might very much so be virtual, but you will get noticed. You will get the Zoom link. You will get everything um, that you need to log in and hear this free information. But if you can't make it to this one, then it will be another one in March and it will be another one in April. And we typically always have them on a Saturday. And it's always normally the first Saturday of everyone. So be on the lookout. Is there any place specifically um, that people can follow you or you or um, and get connected so that they'll be able to get the the able to get the the um, notifications of coffee and conversations or the reminder. Yes, no, they are always on Eventbrite. So okay. if you type in Danielle Coleman, um, hopefully I'm the only Danielle Coleman there, but my email address is sold by Danielle Coleman at gmail.com. I do have a website that's called DanielleColeman.callCarpenter.com. You can stay connected. I'm on social media. Instagram is Danielle Forevermore. And social media, as far as Facebook, is just my name, Danielle Coleman. And it'll always be a link in my bio to where you can always register for Coffee and Conversation. Or if you're looking to buy a home, you can always register to get um, information as far as a newsletter. I hope that you get connected with Danielle, not just because she is amazing, but because, <laughs> I mean, that's a great reason, but I definitely do hope that you begin to think about your future and what you want to leave behind and what you want to give to your kids, your future kids as legacy, what you want to leave behind to, to your family. This is an amazing opportunity to get connected, amazing opportunity to go and get free information like free information free information yes awesome so get connected make sure you do that and thank you again so much danielle for sharing uh, your story from how you went from rock bottom to a multi-million dollar producer yes. in your business that is absolutely amazing we are inspired and we cannot wait to hear from you more thank you so much Dude, this was, this was amazing. And I'm, I'm going to tell you, I support you so much and I'm behind you so much that if you need anything, and I mean anything, even if you want to go and do this another round, I just enjoyed this conversation and being with you so much that, you know, you just let me know what you need and I'm there. If I can help and support in any way, shape or form, I'm there.
Thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. And we will most definitely stay connected. Yes. Have a great rest of the day. And until we speak again, keep blooming. You are doing an amazing job. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Beauty and Bloom podcast. I hope that you were inspired and that there was something that you got out of this conversation that spoke to you and that gave you new perspective and helped you to see that if you are in a space where you are in a pit, you are in rock bottom, wherever it is, please know that this is a foundation for you to make a name for yourself. This is a foundation for you to leave a legacy. You don't have to stay there. So please be encouraged. Make sure you connect with Danielle on social media. You can find her under Danielle Coleman on Facebook. You can also connect with her on Instagram under Danielle Forevermore. And then check out her website, DanielleColeman.CallCarpenter.com. And when you're on her social media platforms, please be on the lookout for that Eventbrite link so that you don't miss another Saturday of coffee and conversations. And then also make sure you connect with me, Beauty and Bloom Podcast on Instagram and on Facebook. And until next time, I am sending you so much love and make sure you keep blooming, girl. Is this thing going? Okay, because I'm back. I am back because there's a part of the conversation that I just cannot leave out. There was one part where Danielle and I started talking about books that we were reading And that got us to talking about Pastor Sarah Jakes Roberts. And I want you to hear about this experience that she had in meeting Sarah. Check it out. So just getting more a little bit on the the personal side, kind of getting in your business and what you do just Mm -hmm. when you're at home by yourself. So are you currently reading anything right now? Yes, um, there are a couple of books. Uh, one, I, I literally just finished reading Woman Evolve again. Um, the Go-Giver uh, that I mentioned earlier that I'm rereading. But um, the new books that I just purchased was one was um, Devon Franklin and it was the Hollywood uh, Commandments. Uh, it was okay. the Ten Commandments of Hollywood Secular Success. And I'm trying to think of any more books purchased. Oh, and and Prayer Still Works by my pastor. (laughs) I actually have Woman Evolving and I have not started that book yet. Oh, I've read it. It's amazing. Round two? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got it on Audible. So I need a lot of material when I'm driving to Mm -hmm. appointments. And so I just like to listen to um, books. I'm going to have to put that. That's definitely on my list of books to uh, to read this year. I, I have been a Sarah Jakes Roberts fan since the beginning of time. Like, I mean, you were only on stage I, with her. I, well, you want to know what? That is so funny. That's a funny story. And a defining moment. I would say that was when I was not supposed to be on that stage. I was not even supposed to be in that building. Yes. Um, give me more. So a defining moment. Yes. Go ahead. Yes. Um, that is, I, I've had a couple of defining moments, but I'll tell you about this one since we were talking about Sarah Jakes Roberts, but um, man, so Sarah Jakes Roberts helped me. So and don't even know it. So I follow her on social media. I bought all her books. Like I'm invested into this lady. Um, listen to her on YouTube. I've been following her for years and she was one of the people that actually helped me get out of uh, rock bottom because um, she's just amazing and she has an amazing story within herself and she's just so inspiring and so motivating. But all my friends know I love her. On my vision board, it was a picture of her what, in 2019 that I wanted to meet her. And I remember it was February of 2020, I had been a realtor for not even a year, not even a full year, because I left and became um, a full-time realtor in April of 2019. So I'm coming up on three years. I remember her tickets. It was called the Refuse to Lose. It was, and all of my friends were saying, don't buy your ticket yet. We are going to all sit together. We got to buy the tickets together. So I remember they went on sale one day and we literally was just like, okay, these five friends are going to go. We're going to sit together. Everybody give the money. And it was sold out before we can even buy a ticket in like two days. And so I was devastated. 
I was devastated. I was praying. I was like, God, I just want to be in the room. Like, cause I know a breakthrough is going to happen. I just need to be there in the building. And I'm like, this is just insane. Couldn't buy a ticket off anybody. I wanted to pay whatever the amount was. I just wanted to be there. Cause I had been listening to this lady for years and I didn't know when my opportunity was going to present itself again for me to even be in the room with her. So long story short, one of my friends on Facebook uh, that I had met at another woman's conference called A Seat at the Table uh, by Jordan Coleman. And she texted me and she was like, hey, um, did you get a tickets to Woman Involved? And I was like, no, I didn't get a ticket. I'm very hurt by it. She was like, well, it's this opportunity to volunteer there. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I will volunteer. I'll do whatever I have to do um, because I just want to be in the building. So she was like, great. She filled out, filled out this form. Um, she took my information and she passed it along. I was able to volunteer. Had to show up to the event like three hours early. I didn't care. I was just excited. I put on my best clothes. I was like, you know what? I'm in the building and thank God that's all I wanted. You know, thank you for that. Um, so they had me folding t-shirts. And when I tell you I was folding these t-shirts precisely to a T, I was had a smile on my face. I was like the best t-shirt folder there was. And I'm cracking up. <laughs> a guy, he came up to me and he said, um, hey, he was like, what's your name? And I told him, I was like, hey, my name's Daniel Coleman. And he was like, what do you refuse to lose this year? And I literally thought about it for a minute. I didn't know who this guy was at the time. I was such in a mood and in a moment and in my own zone that my best friend could have came to me and I probably wouldn't have recognized her because I was just so happy to be there. Um, and he was like, what do you refuse to lose? Because that was the name of the conference. I was like, you know what? I refuse to fail this year. I'm like, I just started, you know, my own business. I became this entrepreneur. I'm a real estate agent, first one to do it. And I refuse to fail. I'm going to be successful. I just know it. And he was like, that's a great answer. And then he walks away. He just disappears. Comes back maybe 45 minutes later with the producer. And he says, I need you and you. It's me and another girl. And I didn't know where I was going. I'm following this guy. Um, and we're going backstage. And when I feel it in my spirit and I can see that we're going backstage, I started freaking out. Like tears are falling from my eyes. And I'm like, no, God, you is not about to let me meet this lady. And so um, they ended up putting boxing gloves on us. And they were like, hey, you are going to be on stage with Sarah Jakes Roberts. And I'm like, no, I'm not. They were like, yes, you are. They was like, your story really resonated with us. You have been the most chipper, most eager person. You came in here with just such a great attitude. And we want to bless you with being on stage with her. And I am just like freaking out because I did not even believe that that could even be possible because I didn't even have a ticket. I wasn't even supposed to be there. Ended up them uh, being on stage with her, ended up getting a chance to meet her. She's just the most sweetest, gentle woman. And I, even on stage, she spoke life into me in my ear and just letting me know that I can do whatever I put my mind to. And I just remember God just saying that I didn't want you to be there um, in a seat because I was supposed to put you on stage. And it was life changing it was life changing when I tell you I literally after that event sat in the parking lot for like an hour because I was just in awe and I was like you know what this just reiterates that I am in complete alignment and what I'm supposed to be doing right now because you get a person that wasn't even supposed to be there to be taken to the stage and to meet her idol it was it was something that I can't even explain. My goodness. Okay. Cause that night I remember seeing you hear how it happened yeah. <laughs> to hear the way it happened. is just like mind blowing. And then when you dropped the mic after saying, I didn't want to put you in a seat 
because I wanted to put you on the stage. That right there is symbolic to what God has for our lives, period. Mm -hmm. What we desire, what we want, how we want to do it, how we want to get in the room, it's not the way that God wants us to all the time. And it's because he has something greater for us. Yeah, It's something grand. It's something that is beyond our wildest dreams, beyond our imagination. And I see that just even being symbolic because I'm trying to put you <laughs> on stage. And so it's like, you have to hit rock bottom. You, you have to hit rock bottom because I have a stage being prepared for you. People that I have made sure to be connected to you, that they will be drawn to you. You have to be in this situation right now in order to appreciate, in order to value, in order to be humble while you're on the stage. Girl, I am just <laughs> full with that. <laughs> I love that you did not stay in your darkest season. Dang. Because we all have a choice. And that is why it's so important for us to hear stories. We all go through some hard stuff, but we choose if we want to stay there or if we want to move on to living the life that we truly desire. So shout out you to you I love for that. taking all the risks that have gotten you on the stage that you are in today. And I pray and I hope that you continue to thrive. And so I just want to thank you so, so, so much. Beauty and Bloom Room where you are planted. Come here. I can't take myself right now. <laughs> I love a good conversation. Let's Your go deep. topic is off limits over here, okay? We can talk about anything. We don't water down beauty to just being physical. True beauty is in what we have strived through, what we have overcome. Beauty in Bloom podcast.